0: The Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hussle. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Many of the war orphans of Korea born since the war started have never known security, comfort, or health. They have known only uncertainty, misery, and sickness. If they survive freezing temperatures and malnutrition today, they hope in vain for food and clothing tomorrow. All these facts come in first-hand reports received by CARE, the non-profit government-approved relief agency. To meet these tragic conditions, CARE is now speeding to war refugees and especially to the sick and dying war orphans, special $4, 16-pound food packages. These have just been made available for delivery in Korea. They contain milk, butter, and meat. One such package can easily save the life of a child if it goes today. CARE also has underwear and blanket parcels for Korea. Even a small donation is gratefully received. So won't you contribute as much as you can to save the war orphans of Korea? But do it today. Tomorrow may be too late. Send your $4 or your contribution in any amount to CARE, 855 South Broadway, Los Angeles. (coughs)
1: that beautiful trophy, Molly. I haven't seen that in years. What is it? It's an athletic trophy from my high school days. Big old silver loving cup. Ain't it a beauty?
2: When the world did you find that thing? (laughs) And how do you know it's silver?
1: It looks like it was carved out of a piece of coal. It's just tarnished, that's all. I'll polish it up. Found it back of the old trunk in the attic wrapped in an old basketball jersey. Ah, just look at that. Must have been there ever since we moved into this house.
2: I remember you carted our high school annuals and a lot of old athletic equipment up there and dumped them.
1: That's where it was. Right where I must have left it. Along with my track shoes, my broken hockey stick, and the catcher's mask I wore when we played Mahjong. Played what?
2: You wore catcher's mask to play Mahjong?
1: Yeah, Mahjong's boarding school outside of Chicago. Boy, them Chinese kids could sure play baseball. But so could I for that matter. I was quite an all-around athletic in my high school days, if you'll remember.
2: But all I remember of your athletic talent, dearie, is that high hurdle record you used to set every Saturday night.
1: Saturday night? I don't remember. Don't
2: you remember At 10 o'clock on the dot, my father would raise the upstairs window and you'd leap over the porch swing, over the porch railing, and over the front fence in three and a half seconds flat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I used to get out of there so fast that by the time he got through saying, Molly, is that young dump still down there? You could say, no, Dad, he's gone. (laughs) But
2: I don't think you got any loving cups from him. Uh, What's this for? What does it say on it? I
1: can't make it out. In fact, it's so tarnished, I'm not even sure where the engraving is, but it'll clean up. I hope so. It's a big one, ain't it? Boy, this could be any one of them trophies of mine from my old athletic days, you know that? Broad jump, pole vault, best all-around athlete. Where's the silver polish? Where do you keep it, the silver polish?
2: Oh, now, wouldn't you know it. You know, I've been trying to order silver polish for a week, and I keep forgetting it. No. Maybe I can call the grocery store and add it to my order before he comes. Grocery boy! No, I guess I can't. In the living room,
1: old-timer. Hey, did you bring any silver polish by any chance? Come there, kids! Bring what, Johnny? Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Silver polish. Hi, daughter. I want to polish up this trophy of mine. What you want with a silver polish, Johnny? He found an old athletic trophy upstairs, Mr. Oldtimer. Let's well, clean it up, eh? Good idea. Yeah, I won this cup in high school. Where'd you get it? Pawn shop? No, I told you i Won it in high school, huh? Well, ain't that pretty. You ought to have that engraved, son. It is engraved. As soon as I can clean the tarnish off, so as I can read it, this is a sterling silver loving cup. Loving it. cup? They give prizes for that at your school? Must have been a pretty broad-minded school you went to if they... Oh, uh,
2: no, no, no. He didn't win this for anything. Must
1: have been a lot of very dull boys there, too. If Johnny took first prize in the romance division, <laughs> he never struck me as the Don John type, and I... Oh, cut it out, will you? This is athletic trophy. I want it in athletics. They call it a loving cup on account of because you love to win them, that's all. Oh, that kind of a loving cup. Yeah. So have you got any silver polish with you? Did you order any? No. Have you got any? Yep. Here you are, kids. Right here. Oh, that's wonderful. You must be a mind reader. No, daughter. I was going to take it over to Miss Bradley. She ordered silver polish. <laughs> There's no use getting her grocery order straight two days in a row liable to spoil her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is swell. Well, give me it. I'll just put it on Miss Bradley's bill, Johnny. Good. That'll really confuse her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, McGee, don't open it in here. Come on out to the kitchen, and I'll get you a nice soft cloth.
1: Okay. To get this cup polished up and set it on the mantle. I think this is the cup I won for the high jump, or the polo ball, or it might have been the shot put. Shot put? No, oh, I was disqualified in the shot put. I remember now. I dropped the shot on the coach's toe. Flat foot Malone, they called him after that, and I was. Shot put? Were you a shot putter too, Johnny? Too? Don't tell me you were. Daughter, I was one of the greatest. Climaxed a glorious career by throwing the sixteen pound shot a distance of one. 182 feet, a record which, needless to say, still stands. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Nobody throws a 16-pound weight 1,100 feet. I did, Johnny. Dropped it right off the top of the Empire State Building. (laughs) (laughs) Sure did scatter them tourists. (laughs) So long, kid. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: If you have children of school age or children who will be entering a public school within the next few years, you're naturally very concerned with conditions in our public school systems. But it isn't a problem for parents alone. It should concern everyone. All of us have a stake in America, and America's future will always rest in her children. It is estimated that by 1960 there will be eight million more children in our public schools than there are now. Ways must be found to accommodate them, and preparations must begin now. More equipment, more textbooks, more schools, more teachers will be needed. To help assure America's children of proper education, join and work with local groups and school boards now. And if you want free information about the way people in other communities are improving their schools, write to this address, Better Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York City. Remember, unless action is taken now, more and more communities in the next few years will fall even farther behind in their elementary school programs. For guidance, write Better Schools. 2 West 45th Street, New York City.
1: Oh, I had a little girlfriend raised before a pet. He dug a home in wet concrete, and I think he's in there yet. Well, up oh. coming, McGee? Is the loving cup cleaning up all right?
2: Tarnish coming off?
1: Yeah, pretty slow, though. This thing was blacker than a printer's thumb.
2: Sure is a big one all right. Yeah, it's a big one. It should look nice. What'd you say you won it for?
1: Well, I'm not quite sure which cup this is, Molly. I won so many athletic prizes back at old Peoria High, you know, for various things. And gee who has been so many years ago. It so.
2: has indeed. I yeah. guess I didn't know you too well in those days. We were just starting to go together, weren't we? I'll go see who that is. Hey, McGee, Molly, you home? Oh, Dr. Gamble. I'm here,
1: doctor. wonder where he's been the last few days. Hiya, Molly, and good afternoon to you. Where have you been, Fatso? We haven't seen you for a week. We missed you, Doctor. Well, thank you, Molly. I've been pretty busy, and I was out of town for a few days, and then... It's true, then. You did have to leave town, huh? Uh Huh? Is it okay now? You all right, boy? You all clear? What are you blabbering about? I didn't have Why, to it leave. was all over town that the grand jury was looking into the way you handled the money for the new hospital wing. And when they heard you were buying a new Cadillac, you had to leave town until it blew over. We've been worried. Oh, McGee. Your concern touches me deeply, Mudbrain. Thank you, Doctor. However, I don't handle the hospital money. I am not buying a new car, and besides, I am the foreman of the grand jury. <laughs> well, it was a good try, anyhow. Best I could do. Hand me the silver polish again, will you,
2: Molly? Here you are? He wants you to notice, Doctor, that he's polishing a silver trophy he won in high school athletics.
1: Him? An athlete? Just one of the stars of old Fury High, that's all. I used to have a trunk full of athletic trophies like this one. When I was in my prime, boy, I knocked over more cups than a bull in a china shop. A very apropos description. Personally, I think it's all a lot of china anyhow. (laughs) 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 Now,
2: Doctor, he was always very
1: athletic. Oh, sure, weren't we all? Odd as it may seem, and it seems mighty odd to me now... I played football in my college days myself. You? Football? <laughs> Left end on the varsity.
2: Well, now, I'll bet you played good, Doctor. I'll bet when you were in there, nobody ever went around your end. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, thing. It's a sleeper jump around there now. That's one of the biggest ends. Oh, McGee, I didn't mean anything like that. Now, <laughs> Who's that? Somebody at the back door. Come in. Oh, our new neighbor. Come in, Lester.
1: Thanks, Miss McGee. Hi, gentlemen. Hello, Hello. Hello. I, I haven't seen you for a while, Doctor. It's because we've been well, I guess. <laughs> How is Sally? All right? Fine. I'm just polishing up an old loving cup of mine, Les. Athletic trophy. Well, I tell you, that's what I really come over for, Mr. McGee. Oh? Uh, the grocery fella, he, he told me that you had a, a big trophy you won for track. Say, that, oh, that is a dandy. The silver's starting to show through now, McGee.
2: Yep. It's going to
1: look great on the mantle. I was kind of wondering if uh, if you had won that for the mile, Mr. McGee. Uh, that's what I ran in school. Well, I'm not just sure yet, Les, till I get the tarnish off to where I can read it. I knocked off so many trophies back in high school, I can't remember which one was for what anymore. Oh, he was one of the all-time greats, Lester. <clears throat> All-American at football, you know. Played under the name of Red Grange. Ran the mile under the name of Pablo Normi. Oh, I when... never done no such a thing. Pay no attention to him, Les. Oh, I think he's joshing you a little, Mr. McGee. <laughs> did you say you were a track man in school, Lester? Oh, I, I did a little running and throwing the javelin and stuff, Ms. McGee. I threw the javelin plenty far, too. Clean through the coach's turn car one time. How did you do with it, Les? Win any trophies? Oh, I got me a couple little old cups at the house, sir, uh, from the AAU doctor. Uh, Sally likes so Hey, a real athlete, huh? You must have been great, Les. I had a dozen of them trophies at one time, Les. Trunk full. Engraving's coming through now. couple minutes more and I'll show you guys what kind of a trophy an all-round athlete gets. For everything. Sure is a big one. Hey, let me spell you on that, Mr. McGee. I'll finish rubbing her off. Good. My wrists are getting a little tired. sit down, athlete. You're panting. What's it say, Les? It says... Awarded by Peoria High School. Hmm. Uh, I can make that out all right. Ah, the old alma mater. Boy, this goes up on the mantle. For athletic proficiency. Well, good. Does it say best athlete of the year? There was a trophy for that, and I can't remember. (laughs) Well, there was. What's funny, hey, let me see that. Sit down, I'll read it. Huh? Awarded by Peoria High School for athletic proficiency to... Molly Driscoll, Captain Girls Volleyball Team. Wow! <laughs> oh,
2: good heavens, I forgot all about that. My old Volleyball Cup. That's so long ago. I...
1: It's May the 5th, 1900. Don't read that date, no. Oh, this is ridiculous.
0: Zibber <laughs> and Molly will be right back. Here we are with another great weekend ahead. Perhaps you're planning to be away from home during the next two days, or maybe you'll be sticking pretty close to the home ties. But whatever you do, you can rest assured that whenever you want entertainment, it will be as close as your nearest radio when the dial is set to the NBC radio network. Tomorrow and Sunday, NBC will send your way a host of top programs in all fields. There's magnificent drama on several shows starring top actors and actresses from Broadway and Hollywood. The world's finest music is presented by the NBC Symphony Orchestra and other great musical organizations. News to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world. And comedy to provide a necessary chuckle now and then. So, remember that wherever you go, there's radio. And a radio tune to NBC always brings pleasure to the listener. When you're looking for the best in pleasant listening, just set your dial to the station where you hear the familiar three NBC chimes. They're your invitation to the finest of all radio programming.
2: Doesn't that look beautiful on the mantle there, McGee? Perfect. Really dresses up the room,
1: doesn't it? Yep. First thing anybody sees when they come in. Yes. It's lovely. You didn't mind me putting the old volleyball cup back in the attic behind the trunk then? Of Course not. This vase
2: of roses is much prettier. Two dozen American beauties. Thanks again, sweetheart.
1: It was worth it. Good
2: night. Good night, all.
0: NBC has brought you the Fever, McGee, and Polly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Bob Easton as Les, the next-door neighbor. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again Monday night for another visit with Fever, McGee, and Polly. Listen to Washington tonight on the NBC radio network.